Hey everybody, welcome to the Versus the Odds podcast, and today we have a super phenomenal guest. He's a really good friend of mine, uh, he plays professional ultimate frisbee for the DC Breeze team, which is in the AUDL. Um, he's also a musician and a content creator on YouTube. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, my good friend, AJ Merriman. AJ, how you doing? I'm doing good, Roy, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm super. I'm super excited to have you on the show today. So, for those of you who don't, for those of you out there who don't have the pleasure of knowing you, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, all right, I'm 20. I'm from the DMV. I was born in Southern Virginia. Now I live in uh, Northern Virginia, out in the country. Um, I've been playing frisbee for about seven years now. Uh, it's very much my life. It's what I uh, have dedicated my time to. Um, Dropped out of college in 2019 and began my my frisbee journey. Really, um, I'm coaching a lot these days. Um, excited for the upcoming AUDL season to DC Breeze. Um, I've signed for a couple more years there, so I'm excited to be, you know, uh, put put here for a little bit. Um, and yeah, I'm all about the vibes, all about feeling good and and making sure everybody's everybody's happy. That's really it. That's fantastic. Do you want to, before we even go into your career, why don't we touch in on like how we actually know each other? I believe, was it summer camp? Yeah, cut camp back in the day. So for those of you out there who don't know what cut camp is, it is a summer camp uh, for Ultimate Frisbee. It's aimed at kids, I believe, ages uh, 12 to 18. And it just basically offers them an opportunity to get some hands-on training from real amazing Frisbee players to improve their skills. And that's exactly how I met AJ. Um, summer 18 is a good time, and uh, I'm grateful for this friendship. Um, you mentioned that you started playing Ultimate at a very young age. Do you mind telling us a little bit about how you discovered Ultimate and you know, what kind of sparked that passion? Yeah, it was, um, it was Frisbee camp, um, my freshman year of high school, I believe. I feel like I've told this story a hundred times now, and, and it's, it's not very exciting. It was just some dudes had a Frisbee, and... Um, and we were throwing it, and I was like, "This is this is really cool." Just there's something about the way that the disc flies that like it's a, it attracts people. It, it has a whole bunch of energy attached to it. Um, and then me and my boy um, started looking it up, realized there was a pro league, um, and we started a a um, club at my high school and just started playing. That's awesome. That's definitely a uh, that sounds a little bit similar, I guess, to how I discovered Ultimate. As you know, I. I came from a high school which had a uh, very well developed uh, frisbee program, and I don't know if you, you? I, don't, I don't know if you I don't know if you know this AJ, but I actually started playing ultimate frisbee to get out of my sex ed class, and I'll explain. Uh, <laughs> so my my first my first uh, trimester freshman year of high school, uh, I was a cross country runner, and yeah. because of meets, uh, I was able to leave my sex ed slash you know life class. Uh, earlier than usual because it was two hours long and it was really boring and you know 14 year old Roy didn't want to be there so then when the season ended the season ended but the class was still going and I thought to myself hmm I need a new sport to get myself out of this class and I couldn't shoot a basketball to save my life the only other sport being offered for guys at the time was ultimate frisbee so I was like all right sounds good and lo and behold seven years later still playing it's an addicting sport I'm sure you can agree with this it's it's fucking fun so much fun it, it it'll draw you in you'll you'll be playing for a couple of hours and not realize it um it's the it's you can be in the moment so easy playing frisbee just watching the disc spin how would you describe the culture of the ultimate frisbee community <sighs> expanding 
Um, I think that right now we we all have this kind of image of of the community that we think is is what's going on, and I think that it is uh, multiplying as we as we speak. Like the the amount of people playing, the uh, the types of people playing is is ever growing, and um, I think it's really all about all about the moment, like being in the moment. That's the thing that uh, what expands across all the the different communities is just like the love of the disc. Like when the pole goes up, there's not one person that plays Frisbee that's not staring at the pole. That's true. It kind of brings everyone together. I mean, I see in a, in a more special way than other sports offer because of spirit of the game. And I'm sure, you know, people can, you can hear the term spirit of the game and not really know what that means. Do you want to elaborate a little bit on that and how that makes our sport so unique? For sure. So this has been something that I've, um, as a coach, I've been having to explain um, a lot more often than I did in my like earlier playing career. Um, and I feel like I've come to a different understanding of it. And spirit of the game to me is the, is I, I'm going to repeat this a lot, but being in the moment and being uh, one with the game and feeling what's going on. So uh, what that results in is being respectful um, during games and listening to your opponents when they make a call, um, being calm when you make a call and just trying to resolve it so that you can get back to playing. Um, and I think oftentimes there can be um, other things that people attach to spirit. Um, may that be good or bad, um, like like not spiking the disc and things like that. But it's really just all about knowing the right time to spike the disc, knowing the right time to make a call, just being one with the sport, being one with the spirit of the game. Exactly. It's one, it's one of those sports where you have to be incredibly – cognizant and intentional of what you do you know in other sports i feel as though there's a little bit of leeway uh in terms of your behavior which is why we see incidents of poor sportsmanship in other sports such as basketball or baseball but i feel like an ultimate frisbee uh it's understood that you have a respect for your opponent as much as your teammates um Mm -hmm. it's all based in respect which is why i think it's so beautiful i mean it makes sense coming from uh hippie roots at its inception but yeah i can completely agree it's a beautiful sport. Um, so you've played at different stages, basically, of your career. You've played youth, and I'm not sure if you did a little bit of college. And Obviously, you do professional. What do you think are some of the biggest differences between those stages of the game, you know, from youth to collegiate to professional ultimate? Yeah, so definitely the um, the people playing, I'd say, is the most different. Um, I have I've played one fall season of um, of college ultimate, finessed it a little bit, played uh, some unsanctioned tournaments, um, and youth. Um, the you're going hard. You're you're playing frisbee. You've probably played frisbee for a little bit, um, whether it be just at summer league with like maybe your parents or, or your friends, um, and then you've found a, a team that's like traveling and playing. So you're a little more into it, and you're trying to get better. You're trying to play, and it's a little more intense than. Um, I wouldn't say more intense. It's a little more focused than if then you get to college and you have a bunch of people that just found Frisbee when they got to their college. They might have came to play a different sport, um, ended up not playing that sport. They might have came trying to walk on. They might have came just to school and saw some people with Frisbee and got sucked in um, the same way we all do. Um, but in college, it's definitely more um, a group of people and their commonality is playing ultimate. Um, and whereas in um, youth, you're all there to play ultimate. Um, and then pro and the higher level club that I've observed circles back around to the youth um, kind of vibes. 
Um, you probably have some people that started playing in college uh, mixed with people that have been playing since they were little kids. Um, so it's that intensity that you get in the college game um, from just like being out there running around added um, to the, to the intentionality and the, and the trying to be really good, solid, ultimate players of the youth game. So there are definitely some stark differences at, at each level. Each are unique. Not one is, there's no stage that necessarily is better than the rest. They're all just very different and all have equal merit in their own right. Correct. Um, yeah. So I mean, as we've said, you know, a bunch of times throughout this episode, you play professional ultimate for the DC Breeze. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what that experience, experience has been like for you, you know, being a professional ultimate player, um, how you see the AUDL kind of, accessing a larger market within the sports community. Um, I want to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, it's a dream come true. I mean, uh, like I said before, when I first started playing Ultimate, um, I had the aspirations of playing professionally. Um, I've always wanted to be a pro athlete, so I think that uh, kind of changes my view a little bit. I have a little bit of a different perspective than most pro Frisbee players who come for Frisbee and then end up being pro, whereas I was – I always knew I was just going to be an athlete. That's what I, that's what I do. Um, and so it, it provides a lot of opportunities. Um, I have a bigger platform to like reach people and, and spread the sport, talk about the sport, coach, um, learn. Uh, I have, I have people on Instagram DMing me from China that they saw like an AUDL post that I was, that I was on. And um, that's just insane to me that the, that the reach is that big, but it's, it's beautiful. Cause then, where I'm talking to some random person in China about ultimate at like three in the morning. And I love that. Um, and, and I'm learning new things. They're learning new things. It's, uh, it's great for the sport. There's, uh, there's not really a downside unless, unless you make one. Uh, it's, it's a great spread of information. I think it's, um, definitely where the sport's going, but, um, how it's getting there is, is what uh, makes me happy that it's growing like that. And that's also why there's an emphasis on, you know, we refer to the people who play Frisbee as being a part of the Frisbee community because it really is a community. Like you, you speaking with people in China is a perfect example of that, you know, connecting to people who would otherwise be strangers through the beautiful game that is Ultimate Frisbee. That's a profound thing. And for people who want to write off Frisbee as some dumb hobby or something that's not a sport, you know, they're clearly incorrect. Look, look at what this has done. I mean, we see sports, all other sports can bring people together and Frisbee accomplishes just that thing. It's profound. I mean, I could go on and on about how much I love Frisbee and, you know, that might fall on deaf ears since we're both in agreement, but Frisbee is a beautiful thing. I mean, it's clearly added value to not just your life, but to mine as well. You know, that's how I made friends in high school. That's how I uh, got to know a lot of people, you know, going from being a homeschooler uh, my whole life to going to high school, you know, Frisbee was how I bonded with my classmates. It's how I got to know people from other schools. It's how I even got to know people in college. That's the beauty of ultimate is that it has community. And I think that's one of the reasons why the AUDL, I'm sure you'd agree with this as well, that the AUDL is going to only increase in popularity and significance in our society. People recognize that, the, that this is a legitimate sport. And people are going to start noticing that. I mean, you've seen the turnout at some of these AUDL games. It's packed. People love it. They want to be there. And it's electric. Montreal um, is, is one of the best places. They just have a ton of people that are interested in the sport. Um, for whatever reason, up in Canada, it's just a little bit bigger. And when you have that many people 
all like there and just enjoying the sport, it's insane. It's a whole different level. Um, and it, it, it holds the values, um, especially in Montreal. Like if there's a good play, the crowd goes crazy. It doesn't matter what team, it doesn't matter what's going on. If there's a good play, uh, the crowd is into it. Um, and it's, everybody is, is in the spirit of the game. Uh, all, all the fans, all the coaches, everybody on the sideline, everybody is watching that disc spin. J'adore la Montreal. I love Montreal. God, I swear, I, I, I'm not surprised that it's Canada that, you know, that has such a good, uh, a good outlook on Frisbee. You know, I always assume good things coming out of Canada, especially like Montreal. So I'm glad to hear that that is a good place to go. Um, would you say that's like your favorite place that you've played? Like, in Montreal? So that's um, slightly um, different than my preferred vibe. So I'd say that um, New York is probably my favorite place to play so far, just because it's a little little grittier, a little grimier. Um, mm. Those fans aren't going to cheer for you um, if you make a good play, uh, but they'll let you know if you mess up. And and that's my that's my kind of vibe. So uh, just a little bit south of Montreal and New York is, is where I like it. Gotcha. And now, obviously, you know, there's spirit of the game, but there's also the natural element of competitiveness that comes with sports. And sometimes it can get a little, a little mean-spirited at times. How do you find a good balance between spirit of the game between being just outright, just like super competitive and super aggressive, like trying to dominate the opponent. Um, so spirit helps me, if anything, um, it helps channel the um, the aggression because you got to play with aggression, especially um, being a D-line player like myself. Um, the other team has the disc and you got to go get it. Um, and being being respectful and knowing um, knowing exactly what my opponents are going to do and, and how I have to make a play safely and, and – effectively to get the disc is um is just channeling all those competitive um vibes through the spirit through um the game being respectful um yeah that's pretty much how that's a that's a really good outlook i feel i feel like spirit of the game is something that's so heavily emphasized among high school teams i just know myself in particular in my experience that um during my time as a high school player I feel like there are a lot more lot of like foul calls and a lot of like spirit discussions happening like at a at a greater rate than during my my career as a player in college. I wonder if that's just because they hammered in like really early on, but I'm not sure. But um, I was going to ask you since you have some experience in the ADL, you talk about you know playing against New York. Did you ever play against New York? This is just a casual question. Did you play against New York uh, while Jack Williams was playing on the team? Oh yeah, I've got to I've got to guard Jack. Um, you know, he, he coached me. He coached me at Cut Camp. That was uh, I was looking forward to that. Watched way too much film going into that game. Um, I mean, it was a dream come true, uh, and and frustrating, super frustrating. Um, the way that they the way that they run their system up in New York with Jack, he doesn't do as much as you would normally expect him, and it makes him uh, that much more lethal, like that much more effective. Um, so going from like the game plan that we had and like what I was trying to get him to do um, to just that not working. And like, literally I remember uh, Daryl Stanley, our amazing coach from DC, like looking at me with his hands up in the air on the sideline. And I looked back at him and did the same thing. And then we started laughing like on the, like during the game. Cause Jack was just doing his thing. Um, but we got, a, we got another shot at New York this upcoming season. And I don't think, I don't think it's going to go as smoothly for him. Oh, dude, I'm rooting for you, man. You know, DC Breeze is my team. You know, yes, I, you know, I support. You know, I got to support the boys. You already know. Of course. Uh, speaking of like people in the ADL or in the frisbee community, 
who are some of your idols in Ultimate, the people that inspire you to be better, some of the people that you look up to uh, as like, this is the sort of player I want to embody, this is who I can learn from? For sure. So um, interestingly enough, I, I my list of idols has has been lowering here here recently just as I as I get more and more interactions with with high level ultimate players and like figure out exactly like what I want to uh, to take from them and what I what I want to you know be moving forward um, and Jack Williams is definitely up there he's he's quiet cool calm collected and has that fire in him um, Matthew Johannes uh, keeping with the North Carolina guys is the same way um, super excited to play against Riley this year um, Rowan McDonald it's crazy having him on my team. Um, but the, the guys that can really lock in the guys that have that little bit of Mamba mentality in them. Um, that's, that's where I'm at. Um, you know, looking up wise because they're, that's how you have the best spirit being able to just know exactly what's going on and, and how to handle yourself. Um, but also, um, do that in the, in the terms of the game, like know exactly where to be cutting, know exactly where the disc is about to move, um, things like that. Um, definitely game focus like more focused on on the actual game yeah those guys all the people that you list are phenomenal players i mean me personally you know i i got coached by rowan mcdonald at um at cut camp and so did matt guchohannes he coached me as well he's also my assistant coach in high school which obviously was a phenomenal asset for our team also feel like growing up my some of my idols were probably I was really, I went through a phase where I was really a big fan of the UNC Wilmington program. So I would say Jack Williams was one of my idols as well. Um, Also, I feel like, like a lot of, you know, teenagers in the mid 2010s who played Frisbee, I was a really, a really big fan of Dylan Freechild because he was like one of the first people I ever saw. And I was like, Oh my God, this guy is like fucking crazy. This dude is, this dude is legit. Um, but yeah, I I think as I get older, though, I just kind of have a, res- a general respect for everyone in the sport. I don't know if any athlete takes precedence over another for me. I just kind of like yep. them all. Um, who do you think is the most underrated player in Ultimate right now? And that could be at any level. And I know you have some strong opinions on this. I've seen you discuss this in some of your videos. Um, maybe within the AUDL might be a good place to start. Mm, within the ADL, it's tricky um, just because of the the way the sport's progressing. I think the game is changing um, greatly. Um, and in the next three or five years, we're going to see a new uh, new batch of best players um, just because as time goes on, but as well as um, the style. It'll change a little bit, I think, about who's the best player and uh, who we prioritize. Um, so I'm not sure... Um, who is the most slept on in the ADL? Like, uh, definitely, definitely somebody on the East Coast. I feel like the the guys on the West Coast um, get their get their props. Um, I I don't know the the person that comes to mind when I think of underrated though um, is Sam Little. In uh, he plays for Pony. Um, I'd love to see him play in the ADL. I think he would. I think he would tear it up, but. He's a, a lanky handler, a tall, long handler, um, and that's where that's where the sport's going. Like, um, it's like having a it's like having a six seven point guard, like Lamelo vibes. Um, having a having a big handler because you can just get that much more open, that much easier in the reset space. Um, you're you're probably going to be a little bit quicker and or not quicker, but be able to body 
um, you, and use your quickness um, as a taller, lankier athlete um, in like getting up lines and and the vision. You can see the whole field if you're tall. People people don't realize how much that how much that helps. Um, if you can see directly over the stack, um, that's that's money. So Sam Little is definitely my. I think I mean I watch I watch him uh, on film just as much as I watch Jack and Matt um, and Rowan and and the guys that I really like study on film. I watch Sam uh, right up there with them, but he's he doesn't get talked about too much. Well, shout out Sam Little, man. I'm 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 gonna have to start following this guy. I mean, for real, it's such high praise from AJ Merriman himself. You know, I'm gonna have to pay attention. Um, I'm just trying to get like him, number nine on uh, New York Pony. Nice. Um, what do you, how's ultimate been, you know, during COVID, obviously, you know, the pandemic has thrown a massive wrench in the careers or just the overall uh, rhythm of a lot of ultimate players. How have you adapted to have it? Have you adapted your skills, your lifestyle regarding ultimate in light of the pandemic? For sure. So I think this has been a big thing. Um, and ultimate for a lot of people is a very social um, event. It's a social thing. It's where uh, your friend groups are, are from ultimate. Um, the people you hang out with day to day are, are ultimate players. So missing those people and ultimate at the same time can kind of, um, throw your focus a little bit, but, um, thankfully I feel like, um, just how my life has worked out. I've never really had like, you know, my main friend group, the people that I'm with day to day be ultimate players. Um, it, actually until now, I think over the pandemic that's changed because just I've wanted to be able to play. So I only see the people that I can play with, um, to stay as safe as possible. But, um, I mean, we all know the pandemic slowed everything down. It, it we went from a New York minute to closer to Island time, um, throughout the country. And, um, in doing so, I've been able to focus more, um, get my training a little bit more, um, scheduled and on point. Um, so it's definitely been a good thing for my ultimate career. I've been able to step back and focus on what I need to. And I think that I've gotten a, I mean, a whole lot better over, over the pandemic. Um, but it's, it's been a, a needed recentering, uh, a little get refreshed. Um, and then once it was, um, safe enough and a couple of us have gotten vaccinated, we've been able to play some mini, um, and like, that's just huge. Like being able to get out with the boys again, um, running around, masked up, pretty distanced, only like 10 of us out there. Like, that's huge. That's awesome. And I feel like based on what you've told me about, you know, your practices and your your habits regarding how you improve yourself in that, as an athlete, what you just told me about how you've been adjusting during the pandemic is a clear indication of how much you care about this sport. I feel like there's a lot of people who play ultimate frisbee but then there are also ultimate frisbee athletes and there's a clear distinction you know the people who just play it kind of laissez-faire versus the people who you know invest in their personal health invest in their skill set and actively work towards being a better player and that's definitely you you fall in that category um it's one of the reasons why you know i follow your career i watch i watch you play for the dc breeze i follow your your content on social media and on youtube I mean, it's it's inspiring. I think that this sort of drive that you have to improve yourself and the amount of love you have for the game, it's inspiring. Not just for people who want to play Ultimate Frisbee, but for anyone who has a passion they'd like to pursue. People like you, you know, having having people like you in our peripheral is definitely, can, it can only elevate, it can only benefit us. You know, it's very rare that we see people 
these days who care so much about what they do. And those are the kind of people that you should have in your life, regardless of if that's if you share the same passion as those people. You know, I think yeah, we can only benefit, you know, from knowing people like AJ Merriman. So again, I just want to commend you on that, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. That's um, pushing. I'm always trying to push. Um, Ultimate has come to me and gave me great things and, and I'm only benefiting from it and, and trying to give those good vibes right back to everybody. So if I can push somebody to go get a workout in so they, they feel good at the end of a hard day and they just run around a little bit and, and shake the day off, like, that's beautiful. That's all That's all that I hope. Um, so I'm just trying to push, 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 push. That's hella tight, dude. Um, also know, aside from being an ultimate Frisbee player, you also um, are very active on social media and you also have a YouTube channel. Um, tell How has that been for you? Man, to, to be completely honest, it's, it's a little stressful. Um, like I love, I love getting the content out and I've realized that the, um, one of the biggest things that I can do to give back to the people that are like, um, following my, um, my like adventures are, are content. So I love, um, Instagram is, is probably the easiest. And I love just getting uh, content out on Instagram because I can, I can just, uh, go do something and actually be doing something and then have a camera up throw a quick edit together and get it out to people. Um, whereas YouTube, you got to be a little more, uh, on your, um, on your ass, like, um, you know, doing content, like you got to plan the shots, the angles, um, all that. And it's been an adjustment and I really like doing it. But, um, as the season has gotten closer, I've been having to dedicate more time to, um, you know, playing Frisbee and getting better at Frisbee. Um, and the YouTube has definitely, um, not suffered, but it's just, it's sitting, it's waiting. It's not time for that yet. Um, and I hope that as, um, as ultimate gets more professional, um, the, the guys that are, are doing what I'm doing right now, just like being ultimate Frisbee athletes, we'll have more time. We'll have more resources. Um, we'll have more people that we can get together work and work with, um, to collaborate and make really good quality, like official content, like for YouTube. Um, so right now I'm just vlogging. Um, I have a couple of vlogs in the, in the, in the safe, in the vault, um, that I'm going to post once the season gets going, uh, just to keep everybody, um, informed and what we got going on. But man, on Instagram, I love pushing, um, pushing content out, uh, whatever I'm doing, I can, I can record and then edit and put it out there. And so then everybody knows what I'm doing. They, they can go out and do it. They can try it. They can let me know what they're thinking. Um, it's really just a way to have a conversation. Um, that community aspect, like you said, is huge. Ultimate. That's beautiful. And I feel like, you know, a lot of professional athletes, you know, they do what they can to maintain an online presence. You know, I, I know that, uh, like, for example, like anyone like LaMelo Ball, you know, he's very active on social media. So are like Kyle Kuzma and, uh, and maybe, you know, I'm not, I don't follow as many athletes on social media as I'd like, but, uh, it's definitely, it seems to be a necessity in just terms of like marketing themselves as well as their team. So, um, yeah, having a, having an online presence is definitely good. Um, I have one question. Do you have a favorite like tournament story? I know like uh sin the fields often, you know, has segments about like people's like favorite tournament stories. Do you have any like tournament stories or game stories that you'd like to share? Mm, uh, Game stories, definitely. I have some more games. I feel like the AUDL just is my is my environment. That's where I thrive. Um, so, um, whew, um, I got a lot. Um, 
Dude, I talk about this one. I've talked about this one a lot, but never like in a an environment where I was like completely comfortable. Um, and so, so I'm a, I'm gonna loop back to this one uh, for just from a different perspective. If anybody's ever heard or saw this, um, playing in New York in my very first professional game, I had no idea what was going on. Um, <laughs> my coach put me out there on O line, and I mean, I love playing some offense, but. In my very first pro game, I was not ready to be playing O line, um, and I think he knew that, and it was a good, a good test. But I was definitely frazzled to to begin the game. That's where my head head was at, um, and then I got settled in playing a little defense in the second quarter. Um, and I forget exactly when it happened, but uh, Bo Kittredge, one of the people that I look up to the very most, the best ultimate frisbee player ever, um, undebatable. I won't argue about that. Um, so far, he. Uh, he went up to catch a buzzer beater and one of my teammates, Matt Cullum also went up to catch it and Matt got it first. And then as they're falling down, cause uh, they jump crazy high, uh, Bo just grabbed onto the disc, just being like, you know, whatever, trying to, trying to rip the disc out of Matt's hand, like on the way down. Um, and then Matt like yelled at him, like, like not like a, you know, not any words, just a, a big scream, like, cause he, he bodied him and caught the disc, like, you know, um, emotion, playing with emotion. Bo knows that. Bo loved that. He started laughing from the ground, like laying on his back. Uh, but some of the New York guys like came after him, uh, came after Matt. Um, and this was this was a, a time that like that's what I live for. Like when everybody's getting really emotional and like a little out of control, like that's when I thrive. That's when I'm like ready to be playing. Um, and so I like walked right up in the middle of them. I was like, all right, guys, we're all adults here. Let's like calm down. I had just turned 18 like a like a month before that, I think. So technically we you all were adults. Yeah, we were all adults. <laughs> um age included. Uh, but um but I was not feeling like an adult. I was feeling like I had just um I had just cracked the code because I was so frazzled um like before that. And then I realized that that's all it took for them to get frazzled. Um and I knew then that like I was gonna have a, a career in the in the AUDL because if that's what it took for some ultimate athletes to be, you know, out of rhythm. Uh, and I was also out of rhythm at the time. Like it just, I don't know, the mindset, um, it opened up right there. Um, and they showed a little bit of weakness, I guess. And, and I, and I was being weak at the, at the moment and was like, Oh, perfect. Like, I don't know, just a culmination of years of, uh, youth, youth, ultimate youth basketball, um, coming together. It was beautiful. Dude, that's a damn good story. I'm glad you shared that. Uh, kind of reminds me of a little bit of something that I saw during my freshman year of college. Um, for those of you listening who don't know, I used to go to UNCW my uh, my first year of college, and I was tasked with helping film some footage for the UNCW's, uh, UNCW's men's team. And there was a game that they were playing for, I think it was Fall Southerns, and uh, UNCW was playing against Georgia. Now, for those of you who don't know, uh, UNCW, their team has a, a reputation for um, being a little aggressive. I'll put it like that. Yes, but sir. Um, yes, the, the Wilmington spirit. Um, and I was just filming and I like I kind of spaced out for a second. I like saw someone that I knew and I, like waved to them. And when I turned around the players were fighting like they were like they were like face to face like chest to chest like screaming at each other now what happened was a uncw player had like scored up line and he made some comment of like oh i'm too fast 
and then got into it with one of the Georgia guys, and then one of like the main handlers for Wilmington. I'm not gonna name names, you know, for anonymity purposes. Of course. Um, but this 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 uh, big handler on UCW like gets over the Georgia guy's face and starts yelling at him, and like it has to get like broken up. And I was like, oh my god, like what the fuck am I looking at? Like, because remember, I come from the Triangle area, and like that doesn't really happen ever right. in Ultimate. So it was completely new. It was like I it felt like I was watching like like nba like level like aggression i was like holy shit like i've never seen anything like this um so that's like the only thing like based on what you said that's the only thing like similar that i've seen to it like my best frisbee story was um was the last tournament uh junior year of high school um it was so it was 2017 southerns and we were staying in this hotel room in fayetteville north carolina and it was one of those hotel rooms that had like a little stove and a sink oh, and a little yeah. fridge, and yep. we were on the second or third story. I'd say the second or third floor, and just outside of like the window was like a little concrete ledge, and also beneath that was the pool. And I remember me and my my friends and I. Uh, it was myself, my friends Luke, Jackson, and Ben, and then this really cool freshman we liked named Matt. And we're like, okay, Matt, <laughs> like you're coming with us. Like you got like the the upperclassmen like. Uh, like level of respect, like you're, you're coming with us. Right. We were, we were in the weight room and we were, <laughs> and we, and there were like cupboards in the weight room and our friend Ben like opens up the cupboard. He's like, guys, you won't believe what I just fucking found. And it was a pack, an unopened pack of like instant, uh, waffle and pancake mix. <gasps> and right next door to the, to the hotel that we were staying at was a super Walmart. So we're like, oh. dude, late night breakfast. Yeah. Late That's night breakfast. Huge. So we go over there and we start like, we get the stuff, we make hash browns. Um, we're like, we got some water to mix with the, uh, with the pancake mix. So we're just making pancakes and hash browns. And then, you know, some of our teammates are, um, are playing in the pool. So what we ended up doing was we had this, this big window in the room and we popped off the screen and we we're throwing like Frisbees from our window down into the pool. And we we're just having a good time. And I was like, it can't possibly get any better than this. Right. Wrong. It can't oh, get no. better because the girls' team showed up at the hotel. <laughs> the sun was setting, and this was like back before our high school had uh, like a like a like a full on girls' team, right? Like had enough girls interested. So it was a, more of a composite team of girls from our high school plus a bunch of different girls from the other local high schools. Yeah, and I remember like sticking my head out the window and being like, "Yo, yo, you guys got to come up here." So like some of the team, some of the girls team, like we're hanging out in the pool with the rest of our teammates. Uh, the rest of them like hanging out in our room, like eating breakfast and like drinking soda or, or water or whatever. We're just having a blast. Then all of a sudden we hear knock, 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 knock. And um, it's our coach. Is our coach, not only our coach, but also at the time, the number one like recruit in ultimate, which is Liam Searles Bowes, uh, oh. my captain. And for those of you who don't know, Liam does not fuck around. He doesn't like any leeway, no downtime. He, he, they are, so him, so Liam and our coach, Augie, like we're like, hey, you guys got a noise complaint. Like girls team, you guys got to get out. And we're like, ah, oh, shucks. Yeah. So like, so like we go to bed, and I remember in one in one bed it was like me, the freshman Matt. The other bed it was my roommate, uh, our teammate Nick, and other teammate Peter. And then on the fold out couch was my friend Ben. Now we think the fun's over, and it's like eleven thirty at this point, and all, all of a sudden we hear another knock, 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 and it's not on the door, it's on the window. So remember how I said there was a little like concrete ledge outside? Yeah. So it turns out when the coach when the coach and Liam like came to bust us, someone was stuck like out on the ledge, but like he didn't come in because he didn't want to get caught. 
<laughs> so he waited until like all the creatures died down and we open up the blinds and it's our roommate or not our roommate our teammate soccer ben we're like soccer ben what the hell are you doing out there <laughs> guys i got stuck and we're trying to like be super careful because one of the guys who's staying in the room with us nick is like one of the seniors he's also like super super competitive and like super into it and he like he didn't want any like messing around no no joking around right so we had to like seek like as quietly as we could pop off the screen let soccer ben back into the room and he crawls like across the fold-out bed tiptoes through the room and then exits and i was like damn that was that a really perfect <laughs> that's, that's my favorite frisbee story and also like one of my favorite stories in general um and that's like that's one of the great things about being an athlete and i'm sure you can relate to this that you know being an athlete you get to have all these like good times with good people and those are the kind of memories that really stick with you and kind of like shape you into the person you end up becoming oh yeah which it's really beautiful to think about it like we don't think about the impact that like stories or even sports like have on us it, it's it's really profound i don't know i can't explain to someone who has never played sports before right it's special that bond with your teammates that's that's your family um absolutely for forever there's people that i've played on teams with way back in the day um just one season maybe one summer and we still like talk um, about everything because we just got to, I mean, we're family forever. Exactly. Like, and you don't know how that's going to like play out down the line. Like for example, the other day I just added our good friend, Chris Walsh on LinkedIn. Yes, sir. And, uh, that's someone I, I knew from, from ultimate and through summer camp. And also like one of my best friends in college, my friend, Nick Robinson, oh. I met him for the first time the same, the same year I met you at summer camp. And oh. now we're like, he's one of my best friends ever. And that's super cool. Um, so we're nearing the end of the episode and I want to usually when I have a guest on, I want to end with like one final question. And for you, that is, you know, as someone who is really in the, invested in the ultimate frisbee community, where do you see the future of ultimate going? Like, how do you see, see the sport changing and adapting in the next few years? Um, in the next few years, I definitely see it, um, growing growth is a growth is an interesting word, but I see, more people playing, um, like I said earlier, different types of people playing, um, and I see the the culture expanding. So right now we have a we have a you know one main culture of like you know just having fun playing frisbee, um, but I see more and more people taking it serious, more and more people with the aspirations of playing in AUDO, um, trying to go pro, um, and so I think it's going to take off. We're going to have a, a revolution of new systems. Um, new defenses, new offenses, um, new training uh, strategies, new ways of training. Um, I feel like every couple of months there's a new, there's a new like um, really good organization uh, that's like pushing new ways to like learn the sport. Uh, they, they have like tons of Instagrams of drills out. Um, and I feel like even five years ago, there were probably like three Instagram accounts with some good drills on them, if that. Um, so definitely uh, the level of play is going up. Um, and, and I think the culture will follow that, um, to, to be a little bit more, a little bit more professional, which trickles down to more, um, in quantity youth, um, happening more youth organizations, youth organizations popping up where there haven't been, um, higher participation where they already have, um, great youth ultimate, like in Arlington and, and the triangle. Um, I, I see nothing but up, right now um and it'll be a shift in 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 attitude i think i think we're gonna have more grimy gritty players um and and i think that's only gonna serve to benefit the entire community well if that's what the future looks like for ultimate then 
I'm beyond excited, and I'm sure you are too. Uh, and for those of you who'd like to keep track with AJ's career, you can follow uh, the DC Breeze on Instagram. You can also follow AJ on his personal Instagram account, which is at AJ that Frisbee guy. Uh, you can also follow his YouTube channel, which is just AJ Merriman. And uh, if you're just as excited as I am, you know, this guy is going to be going places, and I'm really excited to see where his next steps are going to be. Um, do you have any closing remarks you'd like to share, AJ? Uh, DC Breeze Games on Fox Sports 2 this season. Um, be on the lookout. We're going to be putting on a show for the people. It's a movie. Hell yeah. You know, I'm going to be tuning in. And uh, of course, you know, AJ, I'd regret it if I didn't say the following, um, you know, for the culture. You know, if you know, you know. Of course. Look, looking to trade or sell? Uh, of course. I'll trade, bro. There you go. That's the, that's the right attitude to have. And, uh, Ladies and gentlemen, once again, thank you for tuning into the Versus the Odds podcast. Um, this is a really good place to discuss your passions, your dreams. And if you have any passions or dreams, you, know, you only really get one guaranteed shot. So you might as well chase it. Thank you very much for spending some time with me and my guest. And we look forward to hearing from you soon. Goodbye.